the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Tony Petty sitting in today for Dr. Anderson. You don't want to miss today's show. It's going to be awesome. You ready? Let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Well, not quite, Dr. David Anderson. I'm Tony Penny, assistant producer, sitting in again today. Dr. Anderson is not going to be able to join us today, but that's okay. Uh, we are going to have a fantastic show in what I call the fastest hour on radio. Um, if you know how we roll, you can say it along with me. If you don't, just sit back and check it out. We've got Marriage Monday, Tough Topic Tuesday, Wisdom Wednesday, Theological Thursday, that's the day, and Open Phone in Friday. Anything you want to talk about on Friday is fair game. But today is Theological Thursday. And my guest today is a pastor and author out of Colorado. Um, we are going to be talking today about deep discipleship. My question for you today and for our guest is, what does the church get right and get wrong about discipleship? Before we jump in today, as always, we're going to open with just a word of prayer. And if you're driving, make sure you keep those eyes open, okay? Here we go. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day, for waking us up, um, for keeping us safe, Lord, uh, from disease, from riots, from everything that could possibly go wrong. We, we are so grateful that you've given us yet another day to worship you and to call you Lord and Savior. Uh, be with us today, Lord. Be with my guest. Uh, be with my listeners. Be with our callers. And help us understand what it means to grow as a fully devoted disciple of Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, my guest today is Dr. J.T. English. He is an author and a teacher, currently serves as the lead pastor of Storyline Fellowship in Arveda, Colorado. Before that, though, J.T. served as pastor at the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas, where he founded and directed the Village Church Institute, uh, which is committed to theological education in the local church. He got his Master of Theology in Historical Theology from Dallas Theological Seminary, his Ph.D. in Systematic Theology from Southern Seminary. He's married to Macy. They have two great children, Thomas and Bailey, and he is the author of a brand-new book. just came out uh, late 2020, I believe. It's called Deep Discipleship, How the Church Can Make Whole Disciples of Jesus. Please welcome Dr. J.T. English. J.T., thank you so much for joining us. It is a joy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, sir. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, before we get started and, and kind of jump into everything discipleship uh, involved, 
you, I'm sure, are aware of everything that happened uh, here in Washington, D.C. yesterday. We saw a mob of people, some of them armed, um, breach the Capitol, uh, get into the Capitol, into the offices of senators and members of Congress, uh, into the rotunda, into the, the Senate chamber even. Um, one, four people were actually killed. One of them, we know at least, was uh, one of the, the protesters. Um, this is an unbelievable time in our nation's history. Uh, I've never seen anything quite like it. We have calls today from even Republican leaders who are floating the possibility of the president being removed from office with less than two weeks to go in his term, uh, asking for Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and to oversee the transfer of power. Uh, there could be even more violence between now and Inauguration Day, perhaps even later uh, after Inauguration Day. We don't know. Nobody, I think, kind of saw this coming yesterday. Uh, what's your take on what happened yesterday specifically and, and really what's going on in our country at large? And that's a such an important question and also a really complex question. I think, you know, when I was watching everything yesterday, I was actually sitting in my office, sitting right here watching, I uh, saw some things on social media first, mm -hmm. and I started walking through the office here talking to the rest of my staff, and I said, hey, this will be one of those days that in 20 or 30 years from now, people will say, where were you when? Yep. Uh, that, that was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and what, it, what a tragedy it was uh, on, I mean, basically every level. Uh, I'm an American. I'm a patriot. I love our country. Um, but I was first reminded of, uh, of one of our uh, forefathers in the faith, St. Augustine, who pastored in North Africa during the fourth century when he was watching uh, his own empire, uh, the Roman Empire, uh, collapse and crumble. I'm not suggesting that's what is happening now, but he, his theological assumption was Christians believe in the city of God, and, and we live in the city of man. And the great thing about being a Christian on a day like yesterday and a day like today is that our ultimate hope is in the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. not in the kingdom of man. And it is a city that cannot be shaken. And so Christians of all people in the midst, middle of this crisis get to engage this crisis with certainly a sense of sobriety, but also calmness because our Lord reigns. He is king over all peoples. And he, he was not surprised by yesterday. He's not surprised by today. Now, um, that, that being said, um, I think it's an opportunity for if Christians are going to be, uh, you know, Jesus says to his disciples that they will know us because we are one, just like he is one with his father. And so we, we definitely need to have calls for unity, but we need to unify around the truth. And we need to say uh, about yesterday what it was. Yesterday was uh, an attack on ordered liberty uh, that simply cannot stand, uh, that we live in the greatest nation in the history of the world, in my opinion. However, we are not the city set upon a hill. The church is the city set upon the hill. And as the church, we want to unify around truth, ask the Lord Jesus to reveal truth, to perhaps bring repentance, um, but also to allow us to continue this project of ordered liberty. I mean, I think about the, the peaceful transfer of power that we have witnessed mm -hmm. for the last over two centuries, mm -hmm. and that was under assault yesterday in our nation's capital, and no Christian leader can stand for it. Yeah, um, you know, we are to be in the world, but not of it. And we are to That's be right. in the world to be that light, to be that salt um, to a nation that has become perverse, that has become a culture that's become perverse and become crooked. Um, yeah. and, and I think what we saw yesterday is something that I can't imagine anyone defending that 
regardless of right. your political stripe, regardless That's of right. um, your political philosophy, whether you are on the left or the right, whether you're liberal or conservative, we know those are, are different things, of course. Um, regardless of all that, what we saw yesterday was simply mob violence as a result, mm -hmm. really, of sort of a cult of personality um, that that our politics has become, um, by and large, uh, over the course of the past probably, I'd say, 50, 60 years, with the That's advent right. of, of television and electronic media, more and more we're seeing popular personalities win out over let's say, good ideas or, or things of that nature, right? So this, this idea of ordered liberty um, was definitely under attack yesterday. That's exactly right. And, and just to, to kind of riff off what you just said, which I think is exactly true as well, is not only is it a cult of personality, but, but things like this happen when people are searching for meaning. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they're not finding meaning in the truth of the gospel and Jesus Christ, but they're finding it. We have a new religion of politics where the left or the right uh, basically becomes a new political order and yep. a new religious order. Yep, you're absolutely right. We're talking to J.T. English, author of Deep Discipleship. We're going to be right back with your calls right after this. Have you ever driven through neighborhoods and seen beautiful uplights? You know what uplights are? They're when they shine the light on the trees, they shine the light on the house, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, guess what? During the winter months, laser landscaping are doing lights for your house. And they're not only doing lights on the outside, they're also doing hearth work. So if you're looking for nice patios and things of that sort, where you walk off the back of your patio and you just see how beautiful it can be in the spring, well, they're doing the work during the winter. So give them a call directly. It's laser with a Z, laserlandscaping.com. LLC. You can find them at 240-516-4967. Ask for Fidel. Laser Landscaping LLC. Ask for Fidel. Here's the number again. 240-516-4967. And zeroing in his company to give special deals today for Bowie, Maryland. That's right. Bowie, Mitchellville, Greenbelt, that area, they have so many folks that are ready to help you with the lighting and the beautifying of your home. So give them a call. It's Laser Landscaping. Ask for Fidel at 240-516-4967. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. 
this is Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. There's been a lot of rain here in the Maryland, Virginia area over the past two months, and there's more rain in the forecast. If you have issues in your home with basement moisture, mold and mildew, a crack in your wall, and water leaking into your home, I have a solution for you. My company, Best Buy Waterproofing, can fix your issue forever. We will give you a dry basement and get rid of the mold and mildew, moisture, and any issues related to water around the foundation of your home. Our work comes with a lifetime guarantee, and we are highly rated with the Better Business Bureau. Also know, during this unusual time, my team is fully functional and able to serve you with the highest level of safety for you and your family. Many hundreds of families have been served by Best Buy Waterproofing here in the Maryland and Virginia area. Let us help you, too. Go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call us directly 24 hours a day, 844-980-3707. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit Andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text-piration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back on this Theological Thursday. I'm Tony Penny, sitting in for Dr. David Anderson. Joining me today is my guest, Dr. J.T. English. He is an author and a teacher, currently serves as the pastor of Storyline Fellowship in Arveda, Colorado. Uh, He has his master's in theology and historical theology from Dallas Theological Seminary, Ph.D. in systematic theology from Southern Seminary. So I think it's safe to say you know a little bit about theology, I would think. But um, certainly you weren't always a Christian. So let me ask you this. How did you come to know the Lord? Yeah, that's a, it's really kind of a fun question. So I grew up right here, really close to, to where I'm currently a pastor. I grew up in a wonderful home, a, a home that wasn't a Christian home, but parents who loved me and cared for me. And um, I, I'm very thankful for my upbringing. But it, when you think about kind of a, a post-Christian secular environment, that was largely uh, what I was raised in. So I, I just spent a ton of time in high school, and, uh, you know, playing sports, building friends, and had a great childhood. I went to college at Colorado State University. And which is, again, just a few uh, miles from here where I currently serve as a pastor. And uh, I kept my roommate. His name was Hunter Greeno. I never met him before. You know, that first freshman mm-hmm. year, you're just placed in a dorm with somebody. Yep. And he kept inviting me to a Bible study in the laundry room of the dorm. And I was like, that sounds like a cult. Like, I'm not going to a Bible study in, a, in the basement of a dorm. And he just kept inviting me and kept inviting me. So finally, I was like, all right, dude, just to like appease you, I'm coming once. So I show up and uh, I took a Bible that had been given to me a long time beforehand. And they said, open up to the book of Jonah. And I, having never really read my Bible, couldn't, like I was thumbing through the Bible and I couldn't find it. Uh, And and that's like a terrifying moment because then you know you're about to be outed as the person who doesn't belong. You can't go to the table of contents. So there's a guy sitting next to me, helps me, we find Jonah, we, we read Jonah too. And it was shocking to me that God would be gracious to a sinner. Like that, that concept, like I believed in a God, I just mm-hmm. didn't understand the gospel. And I thought I had to earn God's favor. 
So the fact that God would extend grace to a sinner just blew my mind. And so that same guy, he was a sophomore. He said, hey, let's go grab lunch tomorrow. And so we went and grabbed lunch and he bought me a Whopper from uh, Burger King there in the student center. Mm-hmm. And he just pulled out this track. It was a campus crusade track called The Four Spiritual Laws. Right. And in the most uncompelling gospel presentation, not because tracks were uncompelling, but because he just read it front to back. <laughs> like he didn't even like make <laughs> eye contact with me. He was just like, God loves you. as a want to plan for your life. You're a sinner in need of a savior. You can, you know, repent from your sins today and accept Jesus as Lord. And like, I literally had a Whopper in my mouth and the Lord saved me like right Get there in the here. moment. I, I'm sitting in the student center eating a Whopper and like the Lord saves people. And that's, I always try to tell that story as an encouragement to folks who, who want to share the gospel, but maybe you don't feel like they can say it just right or do it just the right way. And, and this guy was just a sophomore, untrained, uneducated, not uneducated, uneducated Mm -hmm. how to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And he, he just said, look, brother, you are a sinner separated from God. The only way to make things right is for you to place your faith in Jesus. And I did. And like, I can remember that moment, that that moment where the Bible describes us moving from death to life, from a heart of stone to a heart of of, of flesh, from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of God's son. And so uh, ironically, this is not a part of the book, but that guy named Nate, he and I kind of lost touch. We didn't become close friends or anything. He was actually a member at the church that I'm now a pastor uh, for two years oh, and then wow. he moved away to Montana. So he, he had a lot of friends here that I now currently pastor and know. So just one of those things where, where in God's providence, the world really is a lot smaller than we think. Look at God. And you know, it's, it's funny. It's a great story because, you know, so many of us, when we want to share the gospel and we, but we don't necessarily want to read a tract, we think, right. I ha- I'm so, I'm not eloquent. I can't do this. I don't know I, how I, to do this. I don't know how to do this. And what if they give me, a, you know, a, a disagreement or an argument that I can't overcome? What do I do? It doesn't matter. What you nope. say doesn't necessarily save people. The Holy Spirit saves people. That's right. Whether you read and attract extremely uncompellingly or right. you have an eloquent argument uh, for why you should become a disciple of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit's right. going to save you when the Holy Spirit's going to save you. Whopper or no That's Whopper. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I, I, I'm glad it wasn't a Big Mac. I prefer Whoppers. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened after that? I mean, how do you go from a Whopper in the student center to then becoming a, a Ph.D. candidate, a pastor, an author? What was the journey there? Yeah, th- thanks for asking. I, I got really involved in Campus Crusade. That was the organization that he was involved with. So for the first two or three years, I was, and it's a wonderful campus ministry. So thankful for the work that Campus Crusade navigators, our college campuses are the future. So what a, what a, it was a gift to be a part of that organization. I, mm-hmm. I, but I used to tell my parents when I was in college, I said, I'm, I'm majoring in crew and minoring in communications. <laughs> And for parents who were helping me pay for school, they didn't love that, right. <laughs> you know, so I said, get back to school. So, but I was just really involved with, with campus ministries. But what I realized uh, towards the end of my time there, I was like, I, I think the Lord might be calling me to ministry. Although I couldn't have said it that way. Um, I, I went to one of my mentors and said, I, I think I'm supposed to be in ministry, but I, again, I feel unequipped and untrained. And mm-hmm. uh, this was actually my pastor at the time. And I, I was hoping that he would say, well, I'll teach you. Like, if you want to be like a pastor, I can teach you how to be a pastor. I'll apprentice you and disciple you and how to do that. Unfortunately, that wasn't his answer. He said, you, you need to go to seminary in order to be trained. Mm-hmm. And now seminaries, I've been to two of them and I teach at some of them. are They're great. But I, that conversation for me always kind of stuck in my mind that I had to leave my local church in order to lead in the local church. Mm. Uh, and God has ordained 
my understanding of the Bible is that God has ordained the local church to be the primary place where disciples are equipped to follow Jesus. Everything else that exists, like seminaries or Bible colleges or nonprofits or podcasts or radio shows or websites, blogs, all that stuff is great, but it's meant to be supplemental. The mm. local church is the primary place where God, where God forms his people. So I spent the next 10 years or so uh, going to school. I got, like, like you said, I got a THM at Dallas and a PhD from Southern. And my experience in those classes was that it was so rich. You know, sometimes people talk about seminary as it being cold and distant mm -hmm. and esoteric. There's that old joke that, you know, you don't go to seminary, you go to cemetery. That's where your faith goes to die, you know. And Mike, that wasn't my experience. I learned my Bible. Uh, I learned to love the God of the Bible. I learned to practice spiritual disciplines. And I thought to myself, why in the world are we not doing this in the local church? Like this is the, and, and, and not just for like seminary and academics, but like the mom of five who wants to know how to follow Jesus better. It's mm -hmm. really important that she knows the story of the Bible or, or the chiropractor or the lawyer. And so at, towards the end of my time in school, I kind of had this academic trajectory developing in front of me to be involved in administration and academics. Mm -hmm. But the Lord just called me into the local church. He said, JT, go back to the local church so that you can give to people in the local church what I've given you in seminary. Wow. Wow. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with seminary necessarily. Oh, but, no. But would you, do you think it's possible to grow the way that you did in seminary outside of seminary within the local church context? I really do, and that's that's kind of what we saw at the Village Church. Is is if you if you develop a, a, a environment and it's kind of a sequence of education, you will lose some of the maybe the technical expertise. I don't want to teach Greek mm -hmm. and Hebrew, sure. though academics would like to learn Greek and Hebrew, but I can certainly teach the storyline of the Bible. I can mm -hmm. certainly teach systematic theology. And what we saw uh, among members of the church, just just regular men and women, young, old, jobs, no jobs, ministry aspirations or not is the more they learned the story of the Bible, the more they realized, I'm supposed to be a participant in the story of the Bible. The Bible isn't a story of some other world. Right. The Bible is the story of this world, of what God has done through Christ in this world, and how we, through the Holy Spirit, get to be participants in that story. So the question you're asking is really a form and function question. The form changed quite a bit. Like, we didn't have a the same kind of syllabus. Sure. We didn't have the same maybe rigor. But the function, I think, was the same. We had lots of folks come through after their THMs and MDivs who say, this actually synthesized things more for me than seminary. And the, and the last thing I'll say related to that is something that you lose in seminary is you lose fellowship with the other brothers and sisters in your local church. The way I talked about it in the book is, is seminary is um, I don't have to be as invested in my classmates' learning is in my learning, mm. right? Like if you, mm -hmm. or if you're a part of Bible study fellowship or whatever, great organizations, you're, you're really there to learn for yourself. Right. And that's great. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. But when you're learning in the local church, everybody learning matters. Like if you and I were in the same local church, I would be just as interested in you growing in your love and knowledge of God as I am. Why? Because we're a part of the same family and brothers and sisters want to see other brothers and sisters grow in their love of the Lord. Wow, that's good stuff. 888-432-7434 is our number. Talking to Pastor JT English about discipleship, specifically about his book, Deep Discipleship. Um, tell me a little bit about the the Village Church Institute and how that came about. Yeah, so that was really at the end of my time at Southern and finishing my PhD, and the Lord is saying, go take this back to the local church. The hardest thing was 
there's not churches that do this. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't a lot of organiz- programs that exist in the local church to teach systematic theology. Right. You know, most churches have adopted home group uh, ministries or community groups or mission. Awesome stuff. But where do we teach? And just through it, uh, it was actually not too far from where you guys are located. I was at a Baltimore Orioles game and I mm. met the lead pastors of the village church and got to know Matt Chandler a bit and shared my heart and passion to do this. And they basically said, well, why don't you come do that at the village? And so it was six years ago and um, my family and I moved from Louisville and went to the village and we started what is now known as the Village Church Institute, an institution within the local church dedicated to theological equipping within the context of the local church. And so we developed Bible set, men's and women's Bible studies, curriculum, a training program, an internship program, and a residency over the last five years. But really the heartbeat of the, the Institute for those five years was, and at least my favorite part of the Institute was what we called the training program. And it was that one year kind of seminary light education where over 36 weeks, we were going to teach you biblical theology, systematic theology, and spiritual formation. When I was first thinking about it, it was like, this is the Navy SEAL program in the local <laughs> church. You know, this is going to be like, everybody's going to want to do this. But I, I, you know, I was thinking like, I mean, the village church at the time was, and it still is, but at the time we had five campuses, now mm-hmm. not down to three as some have rolled off. And it was about 12,000 people or so. And so I was praying for six, seven to up to 15 people. Like that's the, that's what I had in my mind. JT, before we get to that, cause I want to hear how many you got, we're going to run to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you learned from the Village Church Institute. We'll be right back. Perfect. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. We've heard from thousands of women about hair color, and the number one question is how to find the right shade. With Madison Reed, we guarantee a perfect shade match or your money back. It's easy. Take our online color quiz to determine your perfect shade. See yourself in your best shade with our online try-on tool or call our licensed colorist seven days a week. Our ammonia-free hair color delivers gorgeous, soft, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with 100% gray coverage. Enjoy two great ways to get Madison Reed hair color. Visit a Madison Reed color bar or shop madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code BETTERWAY. That's code BETTERWAY. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. Many families are dealing with rising unemployment and devastating financial crises. On the next Focus on the Family, Deborah Pagay offers straightforward, practical, biblical advice for taming your finances. She'll give you a solid grounding in the world of finance, including how to reduce your debt, spend wisely, and save strategically. Next time on Focus on the Family. Thursday at 4.30 a.m., 7 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 8.30 p.m. on WAVA. WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1 or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com. Christian women visit iBelieve.com where they can explore the deeper issues of their faith and learn how other women have handled the challenges of being a believer. Go to iBelieve.com. Listen to Turning Point with David Jeremiah weeknights at 9 on Talk Radio for the Whole Family, WAVA. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. 
The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1335. Rack NMLS number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Welcome back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on this Theological Thursday. I'm Tony Penny, assistant producer, sitting in for Dr. Anderson. Joining me today is Pastor J.T. English from Storyline Fellowship in Arveda, Colorado. He's also the author of a fantastic new book, Deep Discipleship. You can see the picture right there over my shoulder. Uh, Deep Discipleship, How the Church Can Make Whole Disciples of Jesus. JT, before we went to the break, we were talking about the Village Church Institute and specifically the training program uh, that you instituted there, which you called sort of the, the Navy SEALs uh, of, of the church. I'm a former Marine, so I choose, I prefer the Force uh, Marine Force <laughs> Recon, but okay, whatever. Navy SEALs is fine. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. Um, so you start this up with the hopes of, you know, few people signing up. What happened then? Yeah, I mean, we we just did never, you know, I remember sitting in a meeting with Matt Chandler and saying, I'm praying for 15 people. We, we launched the application, and within a few weeks, we had 459 applicants, wow. all from within our local church. Wow. Uh, just, uh, and here's the funny thing, is looking back on it, man, you can just see the Lord's provision, but in that moment, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, we haven't <laughs> built this thing yet, right. and we got a lot of people coming. Um, but, but, uh, and so then we were able to based upon space limitations to allow 200 people in. Mm -hmm. And again, this was 36 weeks. They're reading Augustine and Bobbink and Edwards and doing doctrinal statements and scripture memory, all the things that most ministry philosophies would say, don't do that. You're going to run people away. Mm -hmm. We had 200 people and I'm kind of a pessimist sometimes. And so I'm thinking to myself, we're going to finish with seven people. These people don't know what they've gotten themselves into. They're going to come two or three weeks and just, it's going to be too much for them. We had a 96% retention rate that year wow. where people just kept coming back because w what we've realized, and I, I do talk about this a bit in the church, is, is we have a disease of discipleship in the church where we think if we continue to, continue to lower the bar, people will want to participate. What we found is as we raised the bar, that increased participation. People wanted a real commitment. If they're going to give their time to something, like people will commit to CrossFit or Whole30 or joining the military. They want to give their lives to things that matter. And it's time for the church to say, enough with shallow uh, discipleship. Let's dispense with these shallow forms of Christianity. And let's invite people to really abiding in the triune God. And let's raise the bar for them. And so people just, people loved it. And so over the next five years, we kept teaching it. And we had over a thousand graduates by the time we wrapped up. Wow. 888-432-7434 is our number. If you want to ask Pastor JT English about discipleship, deep discipleship, now is your time to do it. So, uh, JT, within that training program, though, again, you're talking about people from your local church 
who are not academicians, they're not theologians. These are this is the 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 working mom. This is yes. the the local business owner, right? We're not talking about people who who come from this rich uh, theological academic background, right? And yet no. they were still able to kind of keep up with everything that was was being taught. That's exactly right. At the end of the day, it was me when I was having that conversation with my pastor and just said, I don't know anything and I'd like to grow. That's who these people were, where we were just inviting them into, I mean, we had chiropractors, lawyers, working moms, stay at home moms. We had, we actually had three high school, uh, three of our high school students do it, who just said, I want to know God better. And so rather than going to youth group, they said, I want to, I want to study my Bible. Uh, so it was, it was, and the fun thing about that was, is it felt like a family it wasn't a bunch of academics competing yeah. against each other for who can get the best grade. It was like, I'm invested in all of these brothers and sisters here learning, which changes the environment. It changed right. it into an environment of love. Uh, ivory tower, you know, how many angels can spin on the head of a needle? It was, <laughs> it was love and caring about what the Bible says because who God is matters. And, you know, the great thing about that environment, too, is um, – and you kind of touched on this before – I'm invested in the person sitting next to me learning, yeah. and I'm going to cheer them on, you know, as they go through this, whether whether I'm at the same level as they are or not. I'm still going to be rooting for them to get through this, to understand this, to write a doctoral doctrinal statement, to write a paper on Bobnik or what have you. Um, there's right. no there's no competition. None, none. And there's charity. Uh, yeah. So, like a, a quick example was like. You know, if you're teaching something that might be basic, and let's say you've got two students in the class, one that's far along in their faith, very mm -hmm. mature, and one who's who's still learning and growing, kind of, you know, me at the beginning, mm -hmm. you're teaching something really basic. In seminary or Bible college, the guy that's that's more advanced is going to get bored and frustrated if the if the amateur keeps asking basic questions. But in right. the church, it's like, sister, yes, I'm so glad you're growing and learning. And then the opposite's true also. The people who are far advanced and you're not maybe – but you're watching somebody learn and learn how to follow Jesus, then you get to get pumped up for them and excited with them that they they follow the Lord. And that was a year-long training program? Yeah, it's about 36 weeks or so, mm -hmm. and we toyed with it a little bit each year, just kind of knowing what would be best for, for our students in terms of the rhythms of their life. But yeah, it was basically ran August through May. Wow. And so from there, from the Village Church, you make it to Storyline Fellowship. How did yeah. you go from Texas to Colorado uh, from being a pastor on staff to now being the lead pastor? Yeah, so I still wonder why I did that every day. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm imagining yeah. you had it pretty well at, at I loved uh, it. the Village Church, right? You didn't leave a church no. or a job that you didn't like. I loved it. It was, in some sense, it was a dream job um, with wonderful people, godly, mm -hmm. virtuous people who love the Lord. So. The only reason I would have left is if it was a job like this, and not just any lead pastor job, but a lead pastor job back home. And this is home for me. And so when I look at our neighborhoods, and I like we were Storyline was planted in a high school gym that I played basketball in, like wow. uh, as a non-believer. So to get to come back is really a gift. That's fantastic. We're running to a quick break. When we come back, I want to hear from you. 888-432-7434. Pastor JT English is my guest. We're talking about deep discipleship. We'll be right back.
listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know. Because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. What are you typing? I'm looking for a church to watch online this Sunday. Hey, check out Bridgeway.cc. Bridgeway? I think I've heard of them. Yeah, I attended in person before COVID, but they still have great online services. Bridgeway, it's uh, it's non-denominational, it's creative, it's multicultural, the messages are powerful. Awesome. I'm going to check them out. Yes, their online services are amazing. Worship is incredible. We're talking biblical messages. They're practical. They have creative elements too, you know, like dances and dramas. It's really captivating and relevant. Wow. Now, what about my kids? Children's program, awesome. Our daughter can't wait to get online every Sunday. Now, how often do you hear that? Wow, that sounds great. Tell you what, they're live on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday. Which do you use? Mm, Facebook. Okay, cool. So I'm going to set up a watch party Sunday at 10 o'clock. Be there. I'll send you a reminder. We'll watch together. We'll set up a watch party. I think you've got a deal. I'll be there on Facebook at 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Search for Bridgeway Community Church on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or just go to bridgeway.cc. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Tony Penny, assistant producer, sitting in for Dr. Anderson today on this Theological Thursday, where we're talking about the theology of discipleship. My guest today is Pastor J.T. English from Storyline Fellowship in Arveda, Colorado, and the author of Deep Discipleship, How the Church Can Make Whole Disciples of Jesus. 888-432-7434 is our number, 888 Bridge, if you're having trouble remembering that. Um, JT, the book subtitle mentions whole disciples, and in the book you talk a lot about a holistic approach to discipleship. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and that was really a, a big part of what I wanted to do, because partially, as we've kind of already discussed this, seminary really exists to train your mind, mm-hmm. not so much, in, but Jesus, and we should train our minds. We want to be intellectual people, 
But Jesus tells his disciples when he defines discipleship that, that the, the highest thing we can do is love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And in doing that, he's not breaking up us. He's not breaking us up into different parts. He's saying, you need to love God with everything holistically. And so the way that we try to go about doing that is saying, hey, what do disciples need to follow Jesus? Too often we ask, what do they want? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you have kids. I've got two mm-hmm. kids. And I do too. If I, ask my, if, I have my, if I ask my kids what they want for, for dinner, especially after Halloween, you know what they're going to tell me? Candy. Candy. I want lots of candy. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, so it's my job as a pastor not to ask the people that I'm shepherding what they want. I need, to, I need to know as their leader what they need. And so holistic discipleship is all about giving people the whole Bible because only the whole Bible can make a whole Christian. And so we wanted people to know all of scripture. We wanted them to be rooted in, 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 in Christian beliefs. Even as we saw yesterday, worldview matters. Mm. Who God is, who we are, what God is doing in the world matters. And then finally, spiritual formation. That's the one that we found gets left off the most. What does it look like to be a people who genuinely pray? who fast, who meditate, who share the gospel with others. We're not just intellectual beings that have brains on a stick, but we're people who are formed by habits. And so as you're reading scripture, growing in your understanding of theology, I I wanted our people to to be formed by the Holy Spirit through the habits that they maintain. So, you know, we read study after study a lot of times about um, people leaving the church in droves. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're leaving the big C church. They're not coming back. Kids go away to college and they forget their faith. Um, they stop going to church. They stop reading their Bible. They stop praying. First of all, do you think that's that's accurate? And if so, why do you think that is? Again, that's a great question. And it's complex. I don't think it's one thing. Um, yeah, just but even just to double down, David Kinneman has a book called Faith in Exile. And he in that book says that. Uh, 11% of students currently being discipled in churches, not like just students, the next generation, but students who are currently being discipled in the church, 11% of them will be resilient disciples into into adulthood. Mm. That means if your church has 100 students in its youth group, 11 of them might stick it through unless we change something. So uh, again, this is complex, but I think one of the main reasons people are leaving the church is because we're not giving them a reason to stay. They're finding meaning and hope and purpose in other things. We continually to we continue to lower the bar for them, apologize when we ask for commitments, tell them it doesn't really matter that much if they're not here, rather than saying this is the most important thing in your life. You need to like, just like you're going to hop on Netflix tonight. You need to be at church every single week. <laughs> just like you're going to you know make a New Year's resolution to be at the gym. You need to make sure you're at men's or women's Bible study every single week. There's no way we can create holistic disciple right now. That before COVID. Stats were saying that our most committed people came to church two times a month. Wow. That's 26 times a year. Yeah. Do you think that you can form somebody 20 in 26 hours a year when they watch 26 hours of Netflix a week? You know, there's just no way. So we need to be inviting people back into rich, meaningful relationships and participation in the life of the local church. We need to tell them you, you can't leave because this matters more than anything else. What are one or two things that that you think kind of hinder churches from creating this kind of deep discipleship? Are there are there specific challenges that you see within the the church in general? Yeah, I think one of them is bandwidth. I think a lot of pastors think to themselves, "Well, I can't do that because uh, you know I'm preaching, I'm shepherding people. The village could do that because it was a big church." But the reality, we see Jesus do this with his disciples. He he scales his discipleship in a way where 
He has the crowds that he's ministering to, we see in the Sermon on the Mount. He has the 70 disciples that he sends out in, in Matthew chapter 10. He's got the 12 that he spends a lot of time in life with. And then he's got the three that he really gives himself to. And you can even argue the one, the beloved, John, the disciple. And so and so I think a lot of pastors don't think about how do I scale myself in order to reproduce myself? We just think about the big room, the congregation. But what if we were to also think about who are the three or four people that I'm giving my life to, replicating myself in? And so I think I think part of it's bandwidth. I think the other part is we don't think people will do it. It, it's where I was when mm-hmm. I first got to the village. This is going to be three people, four people, five people. I'm actually going to run people away. They're going to think I'm an intellectual egghead. But what we found is the opposite is true. People want this. They want depth. They want meaning, and they want community. They want to be called up to something higher, right? That's right. They they they, they don't. Part of the reason I think they leave, and you mentioned this in the book as well, is that we're not. It's not that we're giving them too much. We're not giving them nearly enough. That's exactly right. We're not giving them yes. enough Bible. We're not giving them enough Jesus. We're not giving them enough prayer, fasting, that kind of thing. That's right. That's exactly right. So let's just think of our high school students who we are talking about might leave the faith. If, if, if they leave, our, our first instinct is, well, what we need to do is make this more accessible. Mm-hmm. We need to make it easier. We need to market this. We need to make it simple. And that makes it less attractive for them because you're telling them it doesn't really matter. There's not really a big hoop to jump through rather than saying, I need your whole life mm-hmm. to be given to Jesus. Nothing's off limits. And that starts with a commitment to the local church. 888-432-7434 is the number. I'm talking to Pastor J.T. English, author of Deep Discipleship, How the Church Can Make Whole Disciples of Jesus. Um, you know, I got to say, the book came up in, I think, my Amazon feed a couple of weeks ago. And when I first saw it, I thought, great, another book about discipleship. Just what we <laughs> right? Honestly, and from being honest, I just thought, fantastic, great. I, I read a sample. I read uh, some of the, the testimonials, the, the um, people who endorsed the book and, and things of that nature, and it, it seemed really intriguing. Now, you, you mention in the book that churches tend to succumb to the lie that discipleship is, quote, about being true to yourself. And I, th- there was a fascinating piece, um, part in the book that I just that blew me away. I mean, the book is already drenched in yellow highlighter as it is, but this part just kind of really got to me. You said, um, "So, what does it look like on the ground when we succumb to the lie that discipleship is about being true to yourself? This is when our churches and ministries begin to offer people what they want instead of what they need. This is when disciples have a greater, more exhaustive knowledge of their enneagram number." Than the attributes of God. Wow! First of all, uh, <laughs> to 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 quote uh, John Travolta in uh, Pulp Fiction, that's a bold <laughs> statement. Um, what do you think it is that the church gets tends to get wrong more often than not? But, and and this is not a book necessarily for, about one on one discipleship per se. Um, right. This is more of a a discipleship on a larger level, church local church context. What what? What do they get wrong? How do they get in their own way, if that's if that's fair to say? Well, even picking and up on that quote a little. You know what? We're going to a break. I'm sorry. We're going to run to a break real Let's quick. When we come back, you can answer that question, and then we'll land the plane. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is still at the lowest level in 50 years. I'm Mark Livingstone with Cornerstone First Financial, and it's now more important than ever to work with a friend you can trust. As a mortgage broker and lender, we can guarantee to meter beat any competitor on this very station, or Cornerstone will pay your mortgage for an entire year. Some restrictions do apply, but call now at 202-625-1221. That's 202-625-1221 or online at cornerstonefirst.com. Listen, these rates will not be this low forever. And when the pandemic is over, it's the housing industry that will bring the people out of this and bring the economy back. Do yourself a favor and call the only company that delivers what it promises, not some window rate with a bunch of points attached. 202-625-1221. That's 202-625-1221 or cornerstonefirst.com. Don Crow here for Preborn. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who's abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that's growing inside of her. And a $140 gift will do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby, five, or hundreds, the opportunity is just a phone call or a click away. And you can do it easily by calling 833-850-2229. That's 833-850-BABY. Again, 833-850-2229, or you can give online to WAVA.com, keyword baby, or click on the preborn banner. You can also give on the WAVA mobile phone app. Just click on the preborn banner that comes up at the top of the page. That'll take you right to the donor page. Anything you can do, thank you for doing it now. And the number's 833-850-2229 or WAVA.com. The Bible is full of people who face enormous challenges and impossible odds, but it's their never-die, their never-surrender attitude that inspires us. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, A righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. You see, Job lost everything, his family, his health, his wealth, everything, but he got back and received double for his trouble. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to pass through the crowd and press through her pain, but she received her healing. Jesus himself, he was mocked, whipped, beaten, spat upon, crucified, and buried, but he got back up again and received his crown. The good news that I want to share with you today is no matter what happens, you too can get back up again. Ephesians 1, 18 through 21 tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you through the Holy Spirit. With God, the only way we lose is if we stay down. So no matter how hard life hits you or how many times you get knocked down, God has given you what it takes to get up and keep it moving. This is Dr. Derek Greer. As always, live big. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Will you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. 
Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, or as I like to call it, the fastest hour in radio. It goes by so fast. I wish we had another hour. I've got tons more questions that I could ask, JT. But before the break, I was talking about uh, your book and what exactly it is that churches tend to get wrong about discipleship. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the, the message I hope people get out of the book. I'm incredibly hopeful about the local church. Mm-hmm. The local church is God's place to do it. So there's lots of things we get wrong, but there's also so much that churches get right. Mm-hmm. Loving for, caring for, being missional in their communities, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. So this isn't meant so much to be a criticism of the church, but really much more a, an invitation for the church to grow into all who God has her to be. So I think one of the things churches get wrong, we've hit on this a few different ways, is just believing that our people won't commit. Mm-hmm. We just, we just don't think they'll do it. We, we think they're going to do it to something else. We apologize when we ask for commitments. And so I think as we think about the next generation, we always have to be aiming young, always aiming right. young, always aiming young. The, the, the church is one generation away from not existing. And so we need to think about this next generation as the most important generation perhaps the church has ever reached. And one thing that I'm incredibly encouraged by is even as you think about the events of yesterday and really just the, the political climate over the last decade really – is crisis always precedes renewal, always. And I think most people would say, we're, we're in some kind of a crisis right now. There's something happening. And this is when we ask God for renewal. We ask mm-hmm. God to, through the power of his Holy Spirit, through the proclamation of his word, bring all of us to repentance, fill us with his Holy Spirit. There's nothing greater than enjoying the presence of God. Uh, one of the things I mentioned in the book, Habakkuk 2.14 really became kind of this paradigm for mm-hmm. me. One day, uh, you know, Habakkuk is, is writing as God's people are in exile, and he says, one day the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as water covers the sea. Mm. You think about, well, how does water cover the sea? That's an interesting, you know, play on words because it's everywhere, mm. and, and that's our future. Our future is one day that the glory of God is one day going to cover every single square inch of his creation, and deep disciples are those people who say, I want in on that now. I don't want to wait till heaven. I don't want to wait till the kingdom to enjoy the presence of God. I want to be in God's presence today. Amen. The book is Deep Discipleship, How the Church Can Make Whole Disciples of Jesus. Pastor JT English, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Is there anywhere folks can uh, learn a little bit more about you? Do you have a podcast? Do you have a website? Yeah, thanks. First of all, it's been a joy to be with you. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I do have a podcast. It's called the Knowing Faith Podcast. I'm one of three co-hosts on there. We started at the Village Church, Jen Wilkin and Kyle Worley, and uh, it's really been a fun, fun project. So Knowing Faith Podcast. Knowing Faith. Check it out and check out the book, Deep Discipleship. You can get it anywhere you buy books. I'm going to close this in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for Pastor English. We ask that you bless him, bless Macy, bless his children, bless his ministry, and bless his year. We ask all of this in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Help your children.